0: real news. Welcome everyone to the Tori Sess show. I'm your host Tori. Today is the 18th of November, 2019, 10 days away from Thanksgiving, 10 days away from me seeing my baby coming home while she's away on orders. So I'm very excited. days away from black friday guys i am such a buff i'm uh you know i'm like one of the most savviest shoppers um i always upgrade my cell phone on black friday so that companies pay me to upgrade my phone even though i'm gonna upgrade it anyway it's like the best thing ever because you know on black friday i'll you know do away with at least five hundred dollars in like Target or Walmart gift cards. And then I just, I'm like, yep, free money. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for black Friday. That's something that I did with my kids. Um, since my youngest was able, uh, I I don't want to say, able, well, I was, she was smart enough to know not to wander off. There we go. Because that's my, you know, my biggest thing is that with my kids, I was always terrified that they would, you know, walk off or I would turn around and they would just be gone. And I say this because of things that, you know, children are a very, very important commodity to certain people especially specific ones you know going into like genetics etc right so guard your children whenever you're in public places guys uh this weekend i just saw so many alerts of these little children just disappearing it completely broke my heart and it's desperation you know complete and utter Desperation. They're so desperate to get this president out. They are willing to do anything. And you know, the thing is, our president is an extremely smart man. He always tells them what he's going to do. I don't think people Give him credit for that. The credit that he deserves. Speaking of children, I think it's important that I remind people that when we talk about children as a commodity, it's not just cartels. It's not just elites. I want you to hear this video
1: in 2005 when representative Cynthia McKinney Donald Rumsfeld his Department of Defense let's listen to McKinney as she questions Rumsfeld on the missing trillions and her response
0: huh what's going on there we go
2: I thank the uh, gentleman the uh, gentle lady from uh, Georgia miss McKinney
3: oh thank you mr. chairman Mr. Secretary, I watched President Bush deliver a moving speech at the United Nations in September 2003, in which he mentioned mentioned the crisis of the sex trade. The President called for the punishment of those involved in this horrible business. But at the very moment of that speech, DynCorp was exposed for having been involved in the buying and selling of young women and children. While all of this was going on, Dying Corps kept the Pentagon. I love this
0: woman, this Democrat from Georgia. I love this woman. And do you know what? That's my next breaking thing. I've been working on this for over three years with documents. How are they? Okay. Keep this in mind. Barack Hussein Obama gave them the most exclusive contracts with the highest freaking clearances. The highest ones.
3: And listen to what they've been doing. Just pay attention. On ...contract to administer the po- small... ...and is now working on a plague vaccine through the Joint Vaccine Acquisition Program. Mr. Secretary... ...companies that traffic in women and little girls. That's my first... ...Mr. Secretary, according to the... company. Okay, it's actually my General video. General of the United States... There are serious financial pro- management problems at the Pentagon, to which Mr. Cooper alluded. Fiscal year 1999, $2.3 trillion missing. Fiscal year 2000, $1.1 trillion missing. And DOD is the number one reason why the government can't balance its checkbook. The Pentagon has claimed year after year that the reason it can't account for the money is because its computers don't communicate with each other. My second question, Mr. Secretary, is who has the contracts today to make those systems communicate with each other? How long have they had those contracts? And how much have the taxpayers paid for them? Finally, Mr. Secretary, after the last hearing, You mean taxpayers? I'm not going to play
0: this whole thing. I just wanted to, to, to guide you to what I'm trying to tell you because I'm introducing you to a concept that's going to be huge news, but obviously... ahead (laughs) time traveling and all right so huge news is going to be coming out on that taxpayer dollars funding child and human trafficking taxpayer dollars oh wait it gets better do you know how everybody keeps saying Bush was a Republican Bush is like this and I don't trust anybody okay unless I feel that they are a hundred percent I'm just saying like for real no one. But I have a lot of friends that worked with Bush. We're talking Bush 43, right? And every single time they speak, oh, he was a great Republican, you know, I turn my head. And you know, sometimes we Americans I drop, are
1: always at our best. I
0: drop this video, which now, years from now, you think, oh my God, that was disgusting. Look what they did.
1: We Americans are always at our best when we hear and heed the cries of others. When confronted with massive human suffering, Americans have always stepped up and answered the call to help. But there's never been anything on a scale of human tragedy in our own hemisphere, like what we're now witnessing in Haiti. Today, President Clinton and I are joining together to appeal to you with real urgency. Give now and lives will be saved. Thank you. Thank you.
0: The ClintonBushHaitiFund.org. Wonder if anyone's looked into that. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see, right? So, what, what I wanted to put across to you guys was that you have now realized that you have been paying out of your own taxpayer dollars to kill babies, right? to sell baby parts. You've been funding their ability to sell baby parts. You've been funding their ability to kill babies, hunt out to kill babies, process parts, sell them makes you sick, right? Makes you completely sick. Now humans are the most expensive commodity. This is how trade in illicit markets happen. Humans are capital and you have to think, you have to think. Why is human and child trafficking so important? And you know, I wanted to take it to the extreme and kind of revisit something very specific. Okay, um, just to understand how humans can be and maybe are a commodity that's necessary and. Um, other than the fact that the organ donation experimentation, right? Because if it works on kids, it definitely works on adults, right? Um, cloning for organs because cloning happens, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, but when I was at the university of Kentucky, my mentor, like I had so much fun was a guy, you can Google him. His name is Zavo, Z-A-V-O-S. We're really good friends. Uh he's Cypriot. Um, he actually got kicked out of the university because, check this, he's cloned human beings. Now people will be like, oh no, he has. Yes, he has. He went to like Saudi Arabia, tons of money, and down to um uh, South America. Now I worked it um, under him to learn somatic uh, nuclear transfer. So basically it's how to strip a cell from all the DNA and then insert others. And what uh, this method that he created was taking bovine eggs like cow, egg, and then stripping it of DNA and then inserting human DNA in order to create a human being. Now, the reason I you'll be like, what, Tori, that's atrocious. That's against anything. Ah, he's playing God. Ah, so stop one second. The reason I went to see it and I went to participate was to learn, observing life to be created. Just like I attended those seminars at Stanford where they were trying to recreate DNA and realized that it was an inert, inert, inert thing and no one could make it wake up. So this, this knowledge, the reason I was trying to learn it was to understand how the body works at a more basic level. But it also showed just how much money they throw to be able to recreate life. Uh, like spark it from nothing. And you couldn't. I know they tried various mediums during that uh, period. It was, um they used electricity. They used various, you know, bathing mediums. They had it in. Um, they tried to do it in zero G gravity. That was expensive. Um, everything. And it wouldn't come to life. And I was thinking, yeah, because you're not God. See, as God, God can give life to inert matter. And what he was doing, cloning human beings, and he's cloning human beings, but what people need to understand about cloning is it's not an exact replica. It's not like it's going to be your twin. Okay. So basically if I take a cell from you and I clone you, it'll be all the DNA your parents To create you, but it'll go through the process of deciding if it's male, female, dark hair, light hair. You know, it's one of the million versions of you that could have been when you were created in your mom's womb. Okay? Um, The chances of. It being a direct replica of you, pretty much slim to none. I'm just gonna say it. And, uh, you know, the only chances that you do know is, is that it'll be probably your sex only because of the type of mitochondria at the time that the ovary was, you know, um, actually fertilized because if the egg is fertilized between, uh, within the first 24 hours with the sperm, it's usually a male because the male dominant sperms Usually die off. And so girls are made when the sperm's kind of like hanging around in the area and it's like, oh, look, an egg. So just so you guys understand. Um, so where I'm going with this is they can't create life from nothing. They can replicate and produce, uh, but not exact things they need. Uh, they can mass produce human beings too. And this is a fact. This is a fact. So you have to think to yourself, if they can mass produce human beings, how are they being traded like currency? And why are they being traded like currency? You have to think. Very specific currencies, too. And and I thought, you know what came to my mind? An old, 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 scary movie.
2: You don't understand. I've got proof. They need proof. I've seen it. I've seen it happening.
1: They've got to tell people. Tell them what? The oceans dying. The planktons dying. (laughs) It's people. Soylent Green is made out of people.
0: They're making our food out of people. Next thing, they'll be breeding us like cattle. That's what it reminded me of. Because we're seeing massive movement of human commodity. Massive movement. And the thing is, think about it. If we've been funding... The baby parts, the stem cells that they need, stem cells, which are pluriportent cells, you know, that can become anything. Pluripotent cell is something that's found in fetuses, which means it's just a cell that can turn into a tooth, a finger, skin, heart tissue, anything. So they know exactly what they're going for. So if your taxpayer dollars are funding that, what makes you believe? that you're not funding the other industries they have. See, our taxpayer dollars funded energy trafficking through Hillary Clinton, where she was pumping out that nuclear energy from our nation. And it was under Obama when Putin realized in October of 2016 and therefore signed a law in Russia breaking the agreement they had with the United States that they were pushing or funneling or air quote disposing nuclear energy, not according to the agreement. So our taxpayer dollars have been funding energy trafficking, fetal stem cell trafficking. What else guys? Drug trafficking, Mina, Mina, Mina. That's just one example. Arms trafficking terrorist trafficking, you would say terror importation, (laughs) but terrorism existed from like the seventies, you guys. And I, it was a construct where the United States reached out in the, in the mid seventies to nations like in South America and Europe to work together to remove socialists from Europe or target them i kid you not i have the fbi documentation um well actually the cables uh there were some fbi references but during that time the problem that they had while they were targeting these so called socialists and you know wanting to destroy family values and you're thinking what happened from the 70s to now like mm, maybe they were targeting them because they wanted to know who they needed to to, to groom or fix. God knows, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, this free will thing really sucks because you can't really get into everybody's head. But the bottom line is, we funded that, and that woman, that amazing, you know, representative from from Georgia, McKinney. She literally called them out. We are giving these guys federal tax dollars and they're moving women and children. Think about it. Think about on your city or state level how that's possible. Think about programs that exists that have cloaks, right, to obfuscate access to information. You know, I had a conversation. I was so upset. You guys, I was really upset. And if he's listening, uh, you know, this is how upset I am. I had a conversation with a friend of mine um, and I said, listen, I'm all about privatization. I'm all about capitalism, right? But when you hand over millions upon millions of dollars to a nonprofit organization that is part of a larger, non, you know, NGO, right? A global NGO. And they're dealing with children. They're dealing with people that have entered the system through this fake self-proclaimed entity of CPS or through medical kidnap because, you know, doctors, I can tell you that for a fact, you're trained to, you know, find little hints like the parent refused vaccination or, oh, the kid hit its elbow and the mom looked weird or, hey, it's got this blood type and this genetic type. Hey, let's call CPS. It's called medical kidnap. That stuff is real. And you get trained when you're in med school. And this is factual stuff, been there, done that. And I was just like, what? Uh No, uh, no, you're there to heal, not to protect. You're not a police officer, right? You're not a social worker. Your job is to look at labs, you know, cut people open. That's it. But anyway, So no matter how they get into their system, their parents die, their parents are arrested, drug overdue, whatever. They're in our hands and it's up to the government to ensure for their safety because they're our children, right? And you're going to say, Tori, that's crazy. Yeah, but we put them into foster care. Let me not even get started on that system, okay? Or, you know, we put them up for adoption or put them in group homes, Right. These are all uh, places and, and people that we should be able to investigate, meaning that me, Tori, who's sitting here, knows that there's like a group home right up the road. I should be able to walk into that group home and say, yo, you get like federal and state tax dollars. Uh, I want to see your books. I want to see how much money you're spending on food and clothing because the kids look malnourished and it seems, you know, kind of shady that they're malnourished when you're getting all this money. So show me your books. Now, if they were a government entity, I could do that because that's the only right that I have as a citizen is to force my government to provide information. They can't hide because I'm a shareholder. But here's the the kicker. They pander to most conservatives that really don't understand how they weaponize the ideology of capitalism and privatization against you. And then they give certain businesses like this to private companies. And specifically for me, for so many years, I've been investigating Lutheran social services and their activities In the state of North Dakota. And how they're communicating with Las Vegas and Georgia, which is super odd. Uh, I didn't even put that in this article that I did, which was a complete deep dive case study. But, um, observing it, I noticed, hey, I'm gonna ask for this information. There's nothing to hide. Let me ask for this information. Guys. I was hit so hard with a door. It's not even funny. It's like, how are you telling me that I have no right to see your books? I have no right to see how many children you have in your possession when you are operating on my tax dollars. Yeah, we're a private company. We're not. not, See, that's what happens. So corrupt clowns put these walls, these cloaks and masqueraded as, look, we're giving back to small businesses and companies, right? Huh? You're giving them what? Access to vulnerable populations, access to my money, your money. And they don't even have to show their books, right? They just have to send stupid little reports. Yeah, i here. I'm that's it. I'm done. And no one ever subpoenas them to show they don 't have to, so even if the Department of uh, you know Health and Human Services actually enters their premises, they are not required to open it up it 's a voluntary thing it 's pretty incredible, and this is what happens, just like dyncor, this company oh, so much about oh you 're such a socialist complaining that we privatized it um. When that private company is engaging with, uh, you know, vulnerable populations that are a very high commodity, uh, you better believe your butt. I'm going to complain. Now, DynCorp, private company, why do they have the highest percentage of contractors within the most shadiest part of the intelligence community attached to them? They can clear people or the people that work for them as contractors or vendors or as employees facilitated have the highest clearances in the land. Again, a company that has been through decades of child and human trafficking. I want to know why are we still awarding them contracts? It's almost as insane as CrowdStrike totally made up this whole hack totally deleted the whole DNC server, totally manufactured code to make it look Russian when it was really Chinese-based. And yet, New York's like, here, you can have full access to our cloud systems. You build it, house it, and work it. And it's like, Okay, so the company that's in the middle of one of the biggest hoaxes and attacks and uh, an actual coup against the nation is now getting New York City's cloud contract for legal activities like police, like jails, like courts. Are you getting where I'm going? Jeez, It's, it's incredible. And what people don't seem to understand is the private the the demand that conservatives have for privatization they're actually weaponizing it against us by awarding private companies that are really theirs all right welcome back everyone to the tory says show I'm your host Tori. So before we get into like this faux impeachment hearing, I want you guys to kind of appreciate just how insanely massive this whole human commodity system is. The minute you understand it and you accept it as fact, because you know, so many years people have been talking about it and it's like tinfoil hat. Well, how's that for tinfoil hat? Epstein, tinfoil hat. How's that for tinfoil hat. speaking of Epstein, hmm. So, the guards that fell asleep, right? Okay, listen to this the guards that fell asleep were actually offered a plea deal. What does that tell you? You never get a plea deal unless you're going to be charged with something, right? So, we expect charges to be announced, but here's the thing that nobody's reporting, and I'm so angry. It's like so much detail is lost. And it's like on purpose, this obfuscation um not only from uh the um, say it, not only from the left <laughs> but from the right as well, so it's it's important for us to appreciate the <laughs> the extremeness of it. Hold on, I'm gonna actually play a clip of William Barr if I can find it on my drive. Because I, I didn't actually put that before in there. Before I begin, I'd like to there we go.
2: briefly address news from the men-
0: Hold on. Before we get into it. So we know that Jeffrey Epstein has been allegedly killed slash suicided. For me, I think he's just been tucked away somewhere and that we allowed them to believe that they killed him. That's, that's, that's where I'm at. Okay. That's where I'm at because he's a high commodity and Considering the fact that I don't, um, I don't fully trust William Barr. Okay, just like you know, I'm transparent about I like him, what he's doing. I know he's a law-abiding dude, and he always works within the goalposts without shifting them. But if I were him, as the good guy, I would keep him alive and make him think that they took him out. If I was him, but I was the ringleader that's keeping all the minions in check, and hence I'm so close to the president, I would still keep him alive. Because he would give me leverage to whip them all into submission. Just saying. So either or, he would still whip them into submission. Now, the thing that upsets me the most, and I kinda mentioned it in the article that I dropped, besides the fact that, you know, poor Megan Kelly suddenly wants to, oh, you know, I'm doing all this nicely reporting, look at me, nobody cares. You took a taste of that side and that was it. But here is what the most alarming thing is, is the person that was involved with the actual employees. Okay, the guy, his name is Jeffrey David Cox, senior. He's the national president of the American Federation of Government Employees, which, by the way, just a few months ago, we nabbed one. I think it was in South Carolina for money laundering, pocketing money, bad contracting and a host of other stuff. Now, this guy is super tight with Clinton, super big union, too. He's the one that actually, I mean, it's at the point where he has gone beyond his role as just like the staffing person and has taken over HR in parallel. It's like, who are you again? How are you playing the role of HR when you're not HR? You know, these, this, this is something very interesting to consider. Now, the U.S. Labor Department's Office of Labor Management Standards I know is investigating Mr. Cox, but nobody's talking about it. And he's been extremely uncooperative. And that's something that the attorney general has said. Now take a listen to this 1.4 minute clip of what he has to say in regards to the events at the Manhattan Correctional Center. Listen carefully.
2: Before I begin, I'd like to briefly address news from the Manhattan Correctional Center over the weekend regarding Jeffrey Epstein. This sex trafficking case was very important to the Department of Justice and to me personally. It was important to the dedicated prosecutor.
0: And to him personally. Do you guys know what personal collection, connect, the connection William Barr has with Jeffrey Epstein? Well, Jeffrey Epstein used to work at a school in New York whose dean was William Barr's dad, who got pushed out by Epstein. Just thought I'd let you know that.
2: In the Southern District of New York and to our FBI agents who investigated the case, most importantly, this case was important to the victims who had the courage to come forward.
0: To Red State Talk Radio. you're listening to.
2: And indeed the whole department was, and frankly, angry to learn of the MCC's failure to adequately secure this prisoner. We are now learning of serious irregularities at this facility.
0: Cox, that's one.
2: That are deeply concerning and demand a thorough investigation. The FBI and the Office of Inspector General are doing just that. We will get to the bottom of what happened, and there will be accountability. But let me assure you that this case will continue on against anyone who was complicit with Epstein.
0: So think about it. How do you know who was complicit with Epstein? I mean, I can say I saw him in, you know, fly into this base with this guy and this general and this politician in Iraq during this time. I saw him fly into this area overseas with a bunch of people. I mean, I can tell him that, but think about it. How does he have access to all that information? Mm, Interesting, right?
2: Any co-conspirators should not rest easy. The victims deserve justice, and they will get it.
0: So what victims is he referring to? Referring to the ones we know, the ones that he you know, um, pushed, the ones that were, you know, around the arms of, you know, Prince Andrew. It's so disgusting. Like, he was like, I don't know her yet. We have pictures of her licking his face, whatever. Think. Child and sex trafficking, one of the biggest industries, and we actually have laws across the nation that can be exploited by these illicit industries, right? Because when you're trading in drugs, you're trading in people, not always cash. People are a lot of cash. They're worth a lot of money. People are worth a lot of money. And depending on their genetic makeup, boy, (laughs) <laughs> we're talking super dough. So you have to think this human trafficking, you know, we saw Nixium. It's connected to Epstein. It's connected to even the people that were shot up in Mexico. You have to think about it. What is going on? How is this being fixed? Where are we going with this? Uh, what is the end game? The end game is to what? Take out all these bad actors. (laughs) How do you take out a system that has been implemented in your government, operated by your own government, that allows these avenues to be exploited by their minions? Because these MS-13 clowns that Pelosi said, they're not animals, you know, hmm, they're their minions, all right. They're the lowest level. And remember right now with this faux impeachment, they have no leg to stand on. They have people there that are not even they're witnesses to nothing. How do you bring a witness that has nothing to I didn't witness anything. So how are you a witness? We should all go be witnesses. Yep. Let me be a witness on this Ukraine thing. So. What did you see? Nothing. But I heard from someone who heard, from someone who heard, from someone who heard, believe me, please. So this show, this circus was a trap because we knew they had a wiretap. So what we did was put someone there who was working for us all along, totally convinced, Let him hear audio tapes. He knows it's a wiretap. He can't admit it's a wiretap. He can't because that'll throw him in Gitmo faster than Hillary's going, which, by the way, yesterday, let's put this out there and I'm not going to report on it yet because I'm waiting for American Airlines. Hillary Clinton was leaving LaGuardia Airport with flight 2144 heading for Washington, D.C. at around 15 to 1600. So like 3, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Right. And um, the plane was grounded. Right. It was supposedly leaving, but it had to turn around and come back. And so CNN said they found out from authorities that, uh, you know, it was rattling and they had smoke and all this stuff. And it's like, all right, this right, first of all, this is LaGuardia. Right. Second, second, uh, how did the authorities get to know now authorities will indeed um, point out when there is a problem with the engine prior to leaving. So what they're saying about rattling and finding something, it kind of sounds like the American airline sabotage from that jihadi. You guys remember that? So it kind of makes it sound like this, but people that were on the plane who supposedly signed NDAs, So this is the problem. How do we use something without giving away these people? Because watching this video clip, you know, indicates where they sat. They will find them faster than anything. And, you know, they'll probably have some story of how they were sad and depressed or something, right? Or ruin their lives, right? But apparently it's not what they say. And American Airlines, I've actually tweeted to them, Hey, I don't want to hear from CNN. I want to hear from you. What are you saying? Did people get disembarked and was there another plane? Was it this? Guys, not a peep. And American Airlines is pretty good at responding on Twitter and not a peep. Pretty interesting, huh? So you have to think, why wouldn't they let her fly from LaGuardia to D.C.? And if, if, if. There was smoke or rattling or anything like that. Could it be that that would be a way for her to pretend, you know, to I'm just saying, let's just say, you know. Sometimes, uh, what is it? You, you've seen those movies where a guy has gotten into so much gambling debt and he knows there's a life insurance, so he stages his own death so his wife can take all this money and then he like disappears somewhere in Nicaragua and then, uh, you know, he kind of appears when he's old and nobody knows who he is and now he has Nicaraguan, you know, type ident- identification, nothing about American and then he gets caught because he, <laughs> cause he was in the DNA system i'm just saying this is just a future talk so very specific too so think about it we have all of these weird happenings tons of human and child trafficking being exposed epstein coming to the forefront charges going down on these guards that one of them wasn't even a guard and apparently they had such staff shortage by this guy jeffrey cox who runs all of them um, that they sat in and they falsified falsified records. It's like you know, it's kind of like when you're standing fire watch in the military. You know, uh, you know you have to write down. Oh, it's zero one ten, all is well, right? <laughs> you just, that you made your rounds, all is well. It's zero one twenty, all is well, right? So you have to write it down in this log. These people falsified the log because it wasn't specifically accurate because the guy had been dead for a while. Uh, The camera's not working is another thing. I mean, this is going to be pretty insane. And you have to think they didn't plea out uh, obviously the union is supporting them and funding their, um, uh, supports as union employees. Uh, no one is cooperating with the DOJ or the FBI and, um, you know, the warden has been put on desk duty somewhere, you know, uh, somewhere at some region or whatever that guy should be in jail to be honest with you. Um, so think, right? Think what is going on and Uh, I stumbled upon a video from 2018 and a lot of people were like, oh, it looks doctored. No. If we pay attention to the tweets and the way our president speaks, he mumbles sometimes under his breath. I'll play two videos. This one I already tweeted out. The next one I will. I want you guys to listen to this video carefully.
2: Issued executive orders keeping open Guantanamo Bay. They wanted to close it. I want to keep it open and use it for this. Issued executive orders keeping open Guantanamo Bay. They wanted to close it. I want to keep it open and use it for this. Issued executive orders keeping open Guantanamo Bay. They wanted to close it. I want to keep it open and use it for the rest. And use it for the
4: rest. And use it for the rest. rest.
0: That's our president telling us exactly what's up, right? He told you exactly what's up right there. He said, I want to use it for her. He told you exactly what's up. See, this is what people need to pay attention to. Everything has been sorted and... This plan has been put in motion for years to come. You know, uh, General Flynn was fine. I told you that. And Roger Stone will be fine too. He will totally be fine. This is what you do. You let them pull their own pants down. You let them pull every trick they have. Election fraud, man, we've got eyes on all of it. All of it. There is nothing they can do to stop what's coming. Absolutely nothing. And the thing is, here's the president telling you, telling you from the CPAC. Just listen to this really small clip. Listen to this. What he tells you. Bill Clinton.
2: Nice guy.
0: Wait, let me start. Over. Uh, Bill Clinton.
2: Nice guy. Uh, got a lot-
0: It's from 2015, CPAC. 2015, okay? Okay, we're talking February 2015, before he announced. Listen to what the president said.
1: Uh, Bill Clinton.
2: Nice guy. Uh, got a lot of
1: problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems.
0: Huh, he didn't get much clap, did he? I wonder why. At CPAC. That's February 2015, the president told you what's up. That's before he announced his run for presidency, right? Before. So why am I telling you this? Because in the next, uh, you know, uh, the, the remaining six minutes I have of this hour and the next hour, I'm going to show you just how insanely, uh, you know, how insane they're going right now. They've walked into every single trap we set, every single one, even for myself, I would say, <laughs> I should keep my mouth shut because really bad people are listening and you know, I'm not Donald Trump and I don't have secret service, right? <laughs> All right. So what we have now is, um, shift in a lot of trouble, Right shifts bestie and I and I uh, put this article out uh, I think it was Saturday right um, or was it Friday gosh darn it I think it's Friday night that I put it because um, the times that I publish on Tori says is usually when my editor's gone so you will find all the spelling errors. <laughs> that you can imagine. Um, so, you know, my editor works up until a time. If I feel like I need to publish something because it's breaking, I'm going to do it. And like I've said before, I dictate. I'll go back and fix it sometimes. <laughs> Other times it's like whatever. But um, his bestie, where they shared birthdays together and everything, and in that article, which is titled, "Shift's Close Friend, NBC Emmy Award-winning correspondent charged with pedophilia, Um, you know, is pictures from their birthday party and, you know, the fact that he was charged for asking a nine year old girl to send him sexually explicit photos. And the police department had said, and I cited the Los Angeles Times, of course, because the police department was very tight lipped because I was stalking them all weekend along with other <laughs> police departments in California to find out if Schiff was arrested and released on bail. So uh, apparently, according to the Times, um, this guy, uh, you know, actually received sexually explicit photos from this nine-year-old girl who happened to be the child of a friend of his. So, you know, it's pretty interesting how this all works, He's disgraced, he's disgusting, but he's also just like Ed Buck was. Huge friends with, uh, you know, Adam Schiff. Oh, and, um, Dr. Hensel also, and I forgot to put this in the article. Maybe I'll go back and update and put like update. Um, this little tidbit, I forgot. He actually works with his charity called little kids. You know, that weird, creepy charity where Adam Schiff has created, where grownups learn how to massage babies in third world countries where pedophilia and missing children is rampant. Yeah, that one. So The one thing I did put in there that nobody else did was demonstrate that people that are named Hensel from the East Coast, where Dr. Hensel comes from, family members, have also been charged with possessing sexual performance by a child less than the age of 16, access to pornography, selling pornography. I mean, this is crazy. This other Hensel gave some dude six dvds full of child pornography happened to be related to dr hensel too see nobody reports these things but we should listen to schiff who talked so nicely just 10 years ago about his friend dr bruce hensel take a listen play
1: but i want to make sure to hear your thoughts tonight It gives me great pleasure to introduce our moderator this evening, a wonderful doctor and a very brave moderator, and that is my friend Dr. Bruce Hensel. Dr. Hensel is one of the preeminent medical and science journalists in the country. He's published two books and has won numerous Emmys and golden mics for his work on NBC TV and ABC TV radio. Perhaps even more significantly, he writes and produces much of his own TV and radio material and is one of the only such medical experts to be a practicing physician and teacher. He's board certified in two specialties, emergency medicine and internal medicine. And is a full-time professor of medicine at UCLA I don't know how you can find time to do all this he's an award-winning filmmaker and continues to take medical shifts and he's dedicated his life to empowering people with the information to get and stay healthy so please join me in welcoming dr. Bruce Pence
0: look at them BFFs just pumping up each other. <laughs> So what are the odds that Dr. Hensel may have forwarded messages on his kick messenger or regular messenger? Because, you know, they're untouchable and above the law and all. I mean, since the government funds and runs most of these networks, right, you know, they're they're covered. They're totally covered. What are the odds that he got messages? See, because when when you grab one pedophile They communicate with other pedophiles. So when you get their computer and their phone and their tablets, you find all the other pedophiles that received it or gave them stuff. And if they have a Dropbox full of, you know, snuff child porn videos or something that has some metadata, not all of them are smart. And, you know, the top level dogs are usually smart, but those are the ones that are the most careless because they believe that they are above the law. And it makes you wonder how above the law do you think you are? Because Judge Contreras is going to figure out that he's a Fisk judge and isn't above the law. Hmm. Wait till we get to the Supreme Court now that the taxes are in there because they're going to have to start digging up RBG and put her out and tell us. What's going on with RBG? I mean, she has seasonal cancer, and then after her cancer bouts, she gets sick, and it was just right on time when the tax returns are supposed to go to the Supreme Court. And it's like, mm, no, we're not going to accept someone writing opinions on her behalf. I want to see her and I have the right to see her. so bring her face to face. And let me see. Can she speak? Can she walk? Can she talk? Because if she can't, she shouldn't be on that bench and she shouldn't be issuing opinions. This is how you entrap them. You let them pull their own pants down. And who's better at doing that than President Donald J. Trump? Now, in the next hour, we will analyze what Pelosi said on whatever the nation, right? Um, I would say defraud the nation. But we will also talk About how many attempts against our president's life have come, you know, to our purview that nobody is talking about. Pretty interesting, huh? I'll see you all right after this short break. Real news. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. Um, this is the second hour of my show for November 18, 2019. As always, with you Monday through Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Time. So in the first half, I just wanted to talk to you about what they have to lose. Because it's important you understand that if that comes... To the surface, if people can, you know, digest the fact that this is happening, they have been paying for it. They have been introduced to things like Soylent Green, that these people are participating or profiting from such things. They won't be able to walk down the street without someone lynching at them. Their network will collapse Faster than anything. Now, one might say that the DC network is very intricate, and that's because that's the hub of the global network, right? So what are they doing? What have we seen? Russia hoax. Now we go to the Ukraine, even though we have letters from 2016 and 2017 showing that the Ukraine was trying to help Hillary. Hillary. Then we have this quid pro quo. No, it's bribery, but you can't have bribery without quid pro pro. They tried the extortion didn't work. Now they're bringing witnesses that witnessed nothing. And we need to recap on a lot of things. So the visit to the hospital. Now, sources are saying, okay, and these are pretty good sources are saying that I think that these nefarious people have actually stepped up their game. What people from the hospital have said is that, uh, and let me backtrack just one second. When you want to tell a lie or when you want to obfuscate what is really going on, what do you do? You use a bit of truth. Now, all I urge you to do is look at the various reportings about um, the president going to the hospital but more specifically, you need to look at the reporting by CNN's Brian Stetler to see how ready he was with a story and how everything was prepared. First thing that hit me was a source that I have within CNN. Yes, CNN. <laughs> they have no idea how far and deep we are. That said, something's up. They've got these stories that are crazy about the president something about, something about a physical. I don't know what it is. I can't see, but I heard the word physical. Um, and, um, they were laughing at it, saying it, it finally happened. So I was just like, Oh, whatever. Boom. Right. Like maybe an hour later, Walter Reed. Yo. So some VIP came in earlier cause they were sick Turns out whatever they were sick from was not, you know, accidental. Ingestion, whatever. Boom. (laughs) Yo, your dude is here. (laughs) Uh, You know, um, (laughs) they meant the president. I was just like, what? Yeah, he's fine. Just making sure he didn't have an accident like the other guy. So if we pay attention to what has been put out, we can draw one conclusion that the left was ready with a story to put an expose and putting our president on the deathbed way before he even left the white house. Are you paying attention? And then we have the president leaving and going to the hospital. He says it was to visit a friend that had surgery. It may be indeed that he was visiting the person that probably tested his food or water. How many times on air have I told you? Imagine what he goes through every day. Imagine that every morning and you've heard me say it, he wakes up, sits up in bed and I picture him with his little nightcap too, you know, that hangs over it like, uh, totally like, you know, Charles Dickinson. So imagine, right? He wakes up, he sits up in the bed, Melania gets up looking fabulous as always, right? I wish I woke up looking like her and he's like, so can I drink this water? Do we know? And they just look at each other and just shrug like Russian roulette for real. That is what he has to go through. And it's not the first time. Not the first time, is it, guys? We all know how far back this goes. We all know how many attempts they have tried and buried. Right? We already know. See, a lot of people having, you know, maybe I should put that report, but I can't. It's been way too long to actually talk about it. So the first one was when they were overseas. If you remember, that was the time that his amazing joggernaut, a joggernaut of a secret service agent, built like a tank, had a stroke in Scotland. It is horrific to think about it. And we all know that, you know, GCHQ may know something about this, just saying, but this guy suffered a stroke, a stroke, a juggernaut suffered a stroke. So that's the one, right? There goes one, a stroke. Then right after that, on the, well, it was actually before that, excuse me. I have to, you know, get my timelines in order for you guys. I'm sorry. So before that, right, we had some bizarre happenings, right? Didn't we? We had some really bizarre happenings right before that attempt. Completely bizarre, So we had like this weird missile test thing. Remember, I talked to you about Minot Air Force Base and the marijuana thing that I'm not buying. Okay. So remember that, oh, you know, brace, blah, blah, blah in Hawaii. (laughs) You know what? I believe that test was actually someone letting someone in on the fact that people had access. You know, there's a lot of good people in high places that even though they're under scrutiny, like, crazy watch from these nefarious, satanic, evil people that they'll still do it. So here we are, um, thinking to ourselves, right? How are we going to make sure that our president is safe? Like, how do you make sure that he is safe? I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible, right? Right. How do you make sure that he is safe if even the people that surround him may indeed um, cause him harm? Like, how do we know? How can we trust someone? Now, in all fairness, our president is a genius. Our president can sniff people out and buy and sell them a hundred times within the first five seconds. And what does he see? He sees your eyes. He can tell, and he relies on his gut instinct. It's gotten him this far. It's going to get him even further. But see what, what can one say, right? What can one say? When even the people that are serving with him target him, kind of like this Jennifer chick that works for the vice president. Let's, let's not talk about Pence because it's going to get ugly. Um, you know, where's she coming out of speaking and uh, opining and saying things? Mm. So what what do we remember? Okay, let's backtrack. So the president was leaving to go and meet King, King, Kim Jong Un, right, in Singapore. Do you guys remember that? So there was an unscheduled landing of the president during that flight. And some weird missile being shot. So weird. Bizarre. Completely bizarre. You're thinking, wait a minute. Um, How is it that there was a missile shot up? Nobody talked about it. Yeah, we have evidence of it. And nobody wanted to talk about it. Right? Nobody wanted to talk about it. I didn't have my Tory says page yet. And, you know, big league politics didn't want to run it because nobody else was running it. You know, that's the way journalism works now. Uh, you, uh, you only publish what everybody else is talking about. That's how they work. They don't like to be innovators. So you have to think, heading off to see Kim Jong Un, Air Force One goes down with a missile, who are you going to blame? Oh, yeah, that's right. North Korea. (laughs) You see where I'm going with this? So that was one. We got the Secret Service agent that was poisoned and died, you know, from a heart attack. There's numerous other attempts. Numerous. From package deliveries to stalkers to weird reporters. And the you know what sucks is that this White House press pool knows all about it. You know, why don't they report it? Because it always happens. It just so happens that these nefarious actors, right, are under, you know, weird CNN type guises, right? So um, this is why we're a little bit tighter and we don't give White House press conferences anymore. But then we had that story that I broke, you know, um, earlier this year uh, in March, where there was a guy literally uh, heading for the White House to like blow it up, if you remember. And it was um, in West Virginia where they stopped him and how they followed him. And his name was Spencer. Wait a minute. No, Stevens was the name. Sorry, that was a train of thought. I saw that there was a search warrant executed. I think I told you guys that on Friday. On Friday in Washington, D.C. by a person that I think is named E. Stevens. Um, But nothing's come out of that yet, so I haven't seen anything. And I saw Spencer and it reminded me. Sorry. So we have him with firearms and explosive materials in his car um, heading. He was actually planning to blow up the, Pentagon and assassinate the president of the United States. So this is one of many and we don't hear of all of them. So what happened yesterday was probably them stepping up their game. Now, what I hear from people within Walter Reed is whatever the substance was, it's not your usual suspects. So the game has been stepped up. You know, usually you'll poison someone over a period of time, maybe like slip psychotropics to drive them completely insane. You know, um imagine getting some antipsychotic medication and you're not a psychopath. That'll mess with your brain's chemistry like nobody's business, right? Like nobody's business. So you have to think, they've tried that before and they failed because it was detected. So they can't put things that are fast acting or that would discolor, cause disorder and not able to pass through checks. Right. Because even the kitchen and the garden, you know, that's where I would kind of look. And I'm just saying if anyone from there is looking, uh, check uh, the pesticides that are used on the vegetables in the garden patch that have been collected. See, one thing people don't understand is that your body can, um, react in a very, um, delayed manner from pesticides. The reason I say this is I have something called a hypersensitive allergy, meaning I don't have any allergies, but for some reason, when I eat specific fruits or vegetables, and for me, it's always peaches. So I'm assuming it's pesticides. It's happened with grapes. It's happened with blueberries. There's a substance in there that makes me violently ill, now causes me anaphylactic shock, but then they have me on, um, uh, specific medications for people that have just been poisoned. So I thought that maybe that's something they could look into because apparently the substance, you know, percolates for a bit and then it, boom, like, causes, I don't know, aneurysms or thinning of the blood vessels or just causes some damage from what I'm hearing. So it's interesting that they've stepped up their game, one that comes in with a delay. So that way, if you have a food tester, he drinks and eats, everything's fine. And they expect you to eat within the next two hours, right? So two hours later, he gets sick. So as he's sick and you're not, you're just like, yo, let me preemptively go check myself out. Cause this guy's like on death's doorstep and I need to make sure I'm not right. That's the way it would work. So this is how terrified the Democrats are. And it's not just the Democrats. We got Republicans in there knocking their boots. Let me tell you something. When. Mitch McConnell turned out and said, well, you know, if the House passes this impeachment, we're going to have to hear it. We're not going to block it. It's like, what did I tell you? You think it going to the Senate is safe? I can almost tell you exactly which Republican will vote for impeachment. All you have to do is pick out the pedophiles and those that are profiting off of pedophiles, those that are profiting off of this military industrial complex. Huh. There's so many of them, isn't it, guys? Just pick a, pick out the guys that have been there since, I don't know, 2010 at least. There you go, then. That's all you need to know. Because if they made it through the Obama administrations twice or at least once and this administration, you know who they are, right? You know exactly who they are especially the ones that can, you know, increase their wealth. I mean, when I was doing my research into my senators, right? Okay. My senator in the state of North Dakota, Kevin Kramer, has a net worth about $400,000. I mean, the average person in the United States, middle class, upper middle class, has a net worth about that much, right? If you put your house, you put your mutual funds like 401ks, IRAs, right? Some, um, stock portfolio if you have maybe some uh, bullion coins right or something Uh, that's about how much you would have considering that you've been taking a salary of like 90 to 200,000 a year right fair Mm. so he's been a public servant right for all his life from state legislation to then congressman and now senator and the guy's only worth about 400 max 500k then we have Senator Hoven, who entered who by the way, was the president of the Bank of North Dakota, the only state run bank. His daddy was like the dawn of banks in North Dakota, making money off of cities, lending money like he was the most infamous governor of banks let's say and so this guy, after being the president of the bank the state bank became governor of the state issued a bunch of executive orders and whatnot came filthy rich walked into the senate in 29 when he was elected in with 20 million dollars net worth guys by the time his term ended up and he was up for re-election in 2016 guess how much he had doubled his net worth and it was over 40 million dollars what does that tell you Mhm exactly. So that's all you have to do. Is look at the politicians that have profited and you know exactly who needs to be out of the Senate, out of the House. That's how you work. Because those people would be the first people applauding any successful attempt against our president. And let me tell you that, you know, shootout that shootout we saw where people sitting in the backyard and they're drinking and people just happen to come by and shoot them up. It's only the beginning. They're going to get worse. They need distractions because here's what, here's the kind of stuff that they're up against. Listen to this.
5: Stefanic, totally annihilating shift. Take a, where my feminists at, man? Listen. Since the chairman has gaveled out all of my colleagues with their unanimous consent, I am going to read for the record many of the chairman's comments uh, in September of the importance of hearing from the whistleblower. Again, Ambassador, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your service. But since we haven't been able to conduct ourselves in normal procedures, I'm just going to use the five minutes for this. September 29th, in the Wall Street Journal, quote, The whistleblower at the center of the impeachment investigation of President Trump will testify in the House very soon. This is a quote by the chairman. USA Today, September 29th. Talking with ABC News this week, Schiff, the Democrat who chairs the House Intelligence Committee, said the whistleblower would testify very soon. And the only thing standing in the way was getting security clearances for the attorneys representing the whistleblower so they could attend the testimony. From Vox, September 29th. Rep. Adam Schiff said Sunday the whistleblower at the center of a growing scandal surrounding President Donald Trump will testify before the House Intelligence Committee very soon. On CNN, September 29th, Schiff said Sunday on ABC as well as NBC's Meet the Press that he expects the whistleblower to testify very soon. The Washington Post, September 29th. In an appearance on ABC News this week, Schiff echoed Pelosi's message. He also said he expected the Intelligence Committee to hear from the whistleblower very soon, pending a security clearance from Acting Director of National Intelligence, Joseph McGuire. In the Huffington Post, Schiff told ABC's this week that he expects the whistleblower to appear before this committee very soon. In the New York Post, quote, we'll get the unfiltered testimony of that whistleblower. In the Washington Times, quote, that whistleblower will be allowed to come in. These are all quotes from Chairman Adam Schiff. In Talking Point's memo, the question was posed, Actually, this was by George Stephanopoulos. Have you reached an agreement yet with the whistleblower and his or her attorneys about coming before the committee and providing the information firsthand? Quote, yes, we have, Schiff responded. And as DNI McGuire promised during the hearing, that whistleblower will be allowed to come in and come in without a minder from the Justice Department or from the White House to tell the whistleblower what they can and cannot say. We'll get the unfiltered testimony of that whistleblower in Daily Coast, We're ready to hear from the whistleblower as soon as that is done. And we'll keep obviously riding shotgun to make sure that the acting director doesn't delay in that clearance process. In CNBC, we'll get the unfiltered testimony of that whistleblower. In Market Watch, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff said Sunday that an agreement has been reached under which the whistleblower will testify before the committee very soon. I can keep going, but again, the chairman refused to – Uh, allow us to put these into the record with unanimous consent. So I've read those out. And as we know, it is important to protect whistleblowers from retaliation. Okay,
0: so before she continues and before we play the last seconds of this, I want to tell you something. Schiff is getting arrested. I am plugged in to every single police station I could imagine would be in his orbit. I am telling you this guy is going to get arrested. Now, if he gets arrested for getting dubious texts, total win for those victims. Total win. And it'll just make the swamp freak out. And all the cartels and everything. Swallowwell will have a big problem. So will Beto. Both of those guys will have a big problem talking to their funders. But... He will be arrested from leaking to wiretapping to and then some and then some and, you know, Take a listen to how she finishes off.
5: And from firing. And we want to make sure whistleblowers are able to come forward. But in this case, the fact that we are getting criticized by Chairman Adam Schiff for statements that he himself made early on in this process shows the duplicity and just the abuse of power that we are continuing to see. With a minute 54 seconds left, I'll yield to my colleague, Mr. Jordan.
0: Ha. Huh. Well, let's take a listen. Okay, really important to take a listen. And I'm skipping through these breaks to Nancy Pelosi's interview. And I want you guys to pay attention as to how this clown that calls herself a journalist did no pushback, didn't even say, can you substantiate that statement like they do to everybody else? Right. Just let her speak. And let's break this down. Marie Yovanovitch,
6: everywhere she turned went bad. Uh, and then he listed a number of posts she'd been at, said, fast forward to Ukraine, where the new Ukrainian president spoke unfavorably about her. It is the president's right to appoint ambassadors. Why do you think he was
4: tweeting about her? Because he, he, knows, well, he made a mistake uh, and he knows her strength And he was trying to undermine it. Of course, presidents appoint ambassadors. But people don't insult people, especially when they're giving testimony before the Congress of the United States.
0: Okay, first of all, what the heck was she testifying for? She didn't see anything. She's not even a witness. And when they asked her, do you know that there was quid pro quo, bribery or extortion? Or did he? No. no." Then what is she testifying for? She was like a crying female organ. (laughs) Reminded me completely of Dr. (laughs) Bussain Ford, who, by the way, won an ACLU award. Like, come on, who are these people that are going to these awards and applaud, applauding these people. They gave her an award for not remembering where the party was, who was there, what she was wearing. She just knows that she was raped by that guy. Jesus okay my gosh forgive me my Lord I am so frustrated more so frustrated because they've ticked up the game against my president and uh, going for him like physically it's another thing if you try to muddy the waters but when you decide to step over that line it's very frustrating
4: I think even his most ardent supporters have to honestly admit this was the wrong thing for the president to do.
6: The White House said it was
4: just his opinion. He wasn't trying to intimidate. What do you think?
0: She's fired. Nobody cares.
4: Perhaps some at the White House have to know that the words of the president weigh a ton. They are very significant, and uh, he should not frivolously throw out insults.
0: It wasn't frivolous. It was fact. And we hired him to fire people just like that, didn't we? That's the way it is. It was fact. She was fired. She's not an employee anymore. She was, a has been, and she's in a lot of trouble. She's going to be going through some things, like the president said on the call with uh, President Zelensky. But that's what he does. I think part of it
4: is his own insecurity as an imposter. I think he
0: knows full Okay, so let's let's remember, she said it's not nice to insult people. We shouldn't be insulting people. That's just wrong. And now she goes to say he's insecure and he's an imposter. So she's saying the president I elected, right, that I voted for, right, that is sitting in that office that more than 60 million people voted for, okay, because they were stealing the elections, but they just didn't expect the turnout, right? More than 60 million people voted for him and he's an imposter, are you kidding? Wait. She tells you exactly why he's an impostor. Take a listen. Well, that he's in that office
4: way over his head. And so he has to diminish everyone else. Do
6: you think that was witness intimidation in your book? Is that something that needs to be looked into?
4: Quite frankly, I've been busy trying to keep government open, pass a trade bill, pass a voting rights act, lower prescription drug prices and the rest. I haven't had a lot of time to pay attention to the president's tweets and the uh, uh, legal implications of them. I just think it was totally wrong and inappropriate and typical
0: of it she hasn't done anything why is she saying that she's busy doing that
6: ambassador Ivanovich was viciously smeared by Trump allies removed from her post and then threatened by the president
0: what part of that amounts to an impeachable offense Mm -hmm. Or okay so she was fired in May right when Durham turned up he said get out let's be straight um, it's now October. Well, it's November when he tweeted about her, where she's a witness that witnessed nothing. But it's suppo- this is supposed to be impeachable now. A crime. Well, there are many
4: things that the president does that are completely out of the question that are not impeachable. And they're about the election. If you think that he's a coward not to pass gun violence prevention to save lives, if you think he's cruel to dreamers for not passing legislation, both of those bills having tremendous support in the public, if you think he's in denial about climate, the list goes on and on, take that up in the election. If you think his behavior is totally beneath the dignity of the White House, take that up in the election. But when it comes to violating the Constitution of the United States, as he undermines our national security, jeopardizes the integrity of our elections, and dishonors his own oath of office, that's a bad impeachment.
0: So, okay, so let's recap. So she says, you should take it to the polls. I mean, a lot of the stuff he does, you can't really impeach him for. Yep. There's no there's nothing there to impeach him for like he should. He's not passing law for gun violence, meaning confiscate everybody's guns. So that way, when we take you out, we don't get stormed by all these people because there's way over 70 million people that voted for you and they're going to come out guns ablazing. So we need to take all their guns now. Or better yet, we'll just cut the power. Nobody will have power. We'll take the president out. And then while well, you sit there, because this is a this is a reality probability. And this was the plan if this red flag came in. Right. So plugging that in, here's what the reality would have happened. I'll tell you what the reality would have been. Elections happen. He wins, unfortunately. So what happens? He has an accident. Maybe he ate that same fruit or vegetable, or maybe his plane went down, you know, stuff like that. They, they love doing things with planes. So maybe that happens. And in order for that to happen, they have to say that some nation targeted us with an EMP. There's a theory of a possible reality. And so a foreign entity has targeted us with an EMP. Our phones, computers, TVs are all fried, and we are relying on the police department, the local police departments, and then the troops that they deploy, which will known, will be none the wiser to what's really going on, right? And then, you know, they come to your house because they already know you have guns, thanks to the new gun law, and they take your guns. And when you say, I'm not giving your gu- my gun, they just shoot you. And this is how they take over. That's a reality. Gun violence. I told you about that months and months ago. They're coming for it because it was part of one of their plans. Then she goes talking about cruelty to illegals, and these are things that we need to fix. And he's denying climate change because, you know, that's a really big money maker. Sink. <clears throat> From the Young Turks, we'll get to that on climate change and what's going on on that front at a later date. So she says all this, and then she kind of says his behavior is lowering the standards of the White House. How is that? He's put more money in our pockets. He's made us more secure. National security has never been so stellar. Our foreign relations are impeccable. He's the kind of guy that'll sit there and talk until he's out of breath rather than drop that missile. Are you kidding? And then she says, well, you know, and violating the Constitution. How? Because he's taken out your bread and butter, the illicit arms deals, right? Because in the Ukraine, you know, you're sitting there telling him, yep, 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 take this, but you're going to have to buy this with money that the EU is going to lend you Getting you more in debt, but you can buy the guns from us. And here's Amy clubbisher. you know since I'm on my way out and you know as a John McCain because I have the cut over my eye and I have an expiration date, keep an eye on Bernie Sanders by the way um you know she'll be taking over for now, Marie, make Amy comfortable and that's how it works. We take away their bread and butter and they go insane. Take a listen to what else she tells you.
6: The Constitution defines an impeachable offense as treason, bribery, or uh, high crimes and misdemeanors. Yes.
4: What do you think applies to this case? We are unfolding the facts. That's
0: what an inquiry is about. Okay, so tell me again. A fact is something that is tangible, seen, and pure evidence. So far in this circus, there have been no facts. The only fact is the transcript of the call. Okay. Everything else is witnesses that witnessed nothing. I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard. Um, so what facts are they unfolding? I'm I'm trying to understand.
4: Out. And so, again, I have confidence in our committees who have been working on this. Right now, it, it's in the hands of the Intelligence Committee, largely, not completely, but largely. Uh, I'm very proud of the leadership of Adam Schiff and each and every one of our members on the committee. You but the we term, are unfolding the facts. You used the term bribery. And, yeah, I was translating from the Latin. The, that was in the context of e pluribus unum from many one, And so I said, from many one, quid pro quo,
0: bribery. From many one. I just wanted to tell you guys something. So I don't know if you guys are flag buffs. I'm not anything like Dr. Sheldon Cooper. But I pay attention to subtleties because everything has a meaning. And what's really, really weird is that in 1888, the state of North Dakota was created. And guess what motto they have on their flag? It's, same one that the founding fathers had for Washington, D.C. or the presidential, which is of many now one. I just thought I'd throw that out there. It's the only flag in the nation that resembles the presidential-type seals. Yeah, that's what that is.
6: Mm -hmm. So, But do you expect that to be one of the articles? I have no idea.
4: There's not even a decision made. To impeach the president. Mm-hmm. This is a finding a fact, unfolding of the truth, and then a decision will be made. And that is a decision that goes beyond me.
6: Well, well, you point out factually right. That vote has not taken place to proceed necessarily with impeachment. But do you think you'll go through all of this and not vote to impeach the president? That
4: remains what the facts of the president has. Uh, information that demonstrates his innocence in all of this, which we haven't seen, his trans- transcript of a phone call is tucked away in a high, highly uh, sensitive, compartmentalized intelligence server, so we we, we can't see that. If he ha-
0: Wait a minute, didn't he release the transcript
4: as information uh, that is exculpatory? That means ex, taking away culpa blame. Uh, then we look forward to seeing
0: it. Walking Dictionary Nancy. Do you think that you will
6: be able to convince Republicans to vote to impeach the president? Can you make this a bipartisan
4: vote? No, I mean, it depends on if they want to uphold their oath of office. Uh, We take an oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. In doing so, we have stepped up to the plate to be custodians of the
0: Constitution. they custodians so they could torch it the minute they take away our guns and our voice. Our vote has already been raped completely. And, you know, for all of them sitting there saying, oh, look, we won this race. Man, we're watching everything. And curiously, Harp Enterprises, you know, that Kentucky company came out and said, oops, our bad. We accidentally had like these many votes. We shouldn't. Oops, our bad. Oops, you're bad. Dude, these guys are getting locked up for crimes. is not even funny. And I am. I'm so glad that, you know, it was a a, a combined effort of patriots. And obviously, Millie Weaver, uh, uh, you know, exceptional. Her counterpart, exceptional. You know, uh, Gavin is incredible. So many minds and just simple citizens. Uh, people that, you know, parlay uh, with me, with Millie, with, you know, I you know what I love? I'm just going to say, I love talking to people about policies and news that are not journalists. You know, people that reach out to me like, hey, what are your thoughts on this or whatever? Man, these friendships get forged like nobody's business. They're amazing and, you know, incredible. I mean, how many times have you parlayed with Jake Tapper? You mere citizen, you peasant, you. I'm just saying. So listen to what else she tells you. I want you to pay attention. They're the custodians of the Constitution. They will torch it the minute they can. Protect and defend the Constitution. To defend our democracy.
4: Mm. Our responsibility to protect and defend is one that we are honoring. If they don't want to honor their oath of office, that's up to them. And the facts... Uh, And so this is just a question of unfolding the facts so that everybody can make an informed decision as to how we go forward.
6: There are um, right now, if you look at the latest CBS polling, it came out this week and it shows over the past month, there's still some work Democrats need to do to move the needle to make their case. More than half of Americans approve the start of the inquiry, mm-hmm. but more Americans feel the Democrats have done a bad job—52%—handling the inquiry
4: than a good job, 48%. What's going wrong? I, no, I completely disagree with that. Uh, when I made the statement the day I spoke to the president on the phone about how we were going to proceed, the polls. Okay, were let's skip. Up a good week, and I think, uh, but I. I whistleblower complaints they're not facing the reality of what is happening to our country and this is about our democracy that is
0: okay so she's even saying democrats are dumb because they don't understand what's happening to our democracy you mean what's happening to your power this is all about them retaining power if they could take out the president right now they would do it if they can They will do anything if they could, if they have the ability, I kid you not. And, and I dare you to convince me otherwise. If they had the ability to push a button and annihilate Washington, D.C., knowing that they could incinerate the president in there, too, while their butts are out, right, without making any buses turn around. Do you think they would do it? Yes, they would. And what's unfortunate is we can't get any other foreign governments to do it for us. Right. That's their problem. Gosh, darn it. We can't get any other foreign governments to do it for us because he's created this great foreign policy that's caused confusion between alliances and enemies. And he's just messed it all up for us. That is exactly where they're at right now. They can't even get people outside of the United States to do their dirty work for them anymore because he's got them hogtied that's what nancy's telling you he's done this to us he's totally put our backs up against the wall and the wall is made of titanium we can't even break through it we can't move goalposts anymore and if democrats can't see what an awesome job we're doing protecting our democracy aka our power well then they're just dumb
4: is at risk with this president in the White House.
0: So Chairman Schiff has said he
6: learned of the whistleblower complaint September 9th. The aid was released days later, the
4: military aid that's in question here. Do you see a connection there? Of course, the president wasn't going to release. The Republicans like to say, if you want to talk about them, oh, it doesn't matter, the aid was released. No, the whistle was blown. The whistle was blown, and that was blown long before we heard about it. Uh, Don't forget that in in between all of that came the inspector general, an inspector general appointed by President Trump. And the inspector general said uh, that this was of urgent concern. Mm -hmm. And so that is what intervened.
0: Okay, Uh, let's just listen to that again. Don't forget that... Of
4: course, the president wasn't going to – the the, the Republicans like to say, if you want to talk about them, oh, it doesn't matter, the aid was released. No, the whistle was blown. The whistle was blown, and that was blown long before we heard about it. Uh, Don't forget that in in between all of that came the inspector general, an inspector general appointed by President Trump. And the inspector general said – Uh, that this was of urgent concern. Mm -hmm. And so that is what intervened uh, the inspector general's review of the whistleblower complaint. Some uh, president likes to skip the inspector general, except when he wants to fire the inspector general. But let me just say, this is an opportunity for America. It's a giant civics lesson. At the time of our revolution, Thomas Paine said that times have found us. Declare independence, fight a war, win, write our documents. Thank mm-hmm. God they made them amendable to the point where Benjamin Franklin said, when asked, a monarchy or a republic, a republic if we, a republic if we can keep it. We think the times have found us to keep that republic uh, from all enemies, foreign and domestic, as we take the oath
0: protect and defend the Constitution. She keeps lifting her hand to take the oath. Every time she says the word oath, she lifts her hand. Now, let me translate to you from Nancy Talk. So she says, The whistle was blown way before that. So she's talking about the aid being withheld, that the whistle on the aid being withheld was blown before that so you mean you knew that he withheld the aid before he spoke to president zelensky but president zelensky didn't know the aid was being withheld then she says to backtrack to make it a little bit... But, you know, in the in-between, we had the Inspector General. Well, the Inspector General came way later, Nancy. The Inspector General came way later in August, who then did it, and then the whistleblower came out, and you guys said you met with him. You guys said you sat with him, and I already told you that in July, it was Adam Schiff and Dan Jones hanging out and chit-chatting. So she just blew the whistle on herself. And so
4: that's what this is about it is it, it is a it's a sad testimony that the president is going to such lengths to keep the truth from the public and then say you don't have a first hand account because i won't let you have one and we're saying if you have other evidence to the contrary let us see it. You said this is a good civics lesson. So can you help walk the American
6: people through what happens next? We have another week of hearings. Yes. There will be an intelligence report written up. Mm-hmm. And then what? Does the president get, as he says, to confront his accuser or get due process? You you confront his
4: accuser? Confront the whistleblower? Presumably. Well, I will means. make sure he does
0: not. Of course not. You don't want the wiretap coming out. Listen, Nancy, you guys have subpoenaed this man's tax records. So here's how it's going to fly, right? They're going through everything. You either give up the fact that there is no RBG or you just roll over and block it. Right, Supreme Court? You got that choice today. Let's see where you go with it. Nancy Pelosi can be talking smoke out her behind. But the bottom line is they got to give and take because right now they have no power. The only thing they have is connections. And as we sever the peripherals, they're done, they're toast. And as you take away its process of elimination, you get to the core of this disgusting swamp. And then once you get to the core, then you could get to the top on a global scale, right? Like Lord Malak, you know, Soros is a minion compared to who is on top of Soros. You see Soros and you're like, oh, I've been in a room with Soros. He's a player, but he's not that smart. I put him in a room with Billy Walters. One of the biggest geniuses is top chop, chop shoppy stock trading ever in 2001. I did that and I know exactly who that guy, you know, maybe it was like an excuse. I don't know. So weird, right? How bizarre some events just happened. And then you look back so many years and you're just like, whoa, damn, must have been done for a reason. Everything has a reason. There are no coincidences or absences. Take a listen to what she says. While meanwhile, I want you guys to remember that as she's doing this interview, she's awaiting President Trump's tax returns. This is what they were banking on. Okay. They were banking on this because this is how they were going to demonstrate high crimes and misdemeanors. Because if you have a thorough, thorough colonoscopy of someone from taxes to education to household to wiretapping and everything, you're bound to found something or be able to create something out of little pieces of everything, right? To, to, for what you want, kind of like how they're making something out of nothing right here. Witnesses that witness nothing. So this is where it's going to come down to, you guys. They're either going to have to admit that RBG is no longer and hasn't been here for a while, or the Supreme Court is going to roll over. You watch. And this is going to be the nail on the coffin. They walked right into that trap, and we totally let them do it.
4: intimidate the whistleblower. I was there. I told the president, you're in my wheelhouse when you come after the whistleblower. This is really important, especially when it comes to intelligence, uh, that someone who would be courageous enough to point out uh, truth to power and then through the filter of a Trump-appointed inspector general who found it of urgent concern and and uh, and then took it to the next steps. So uh, the president could come right before the committee and talk.
0: Yeah, of course. He should just go there so you could skew his word. Next question. Let's skip this. I have
4: no idea. Again, I don't have any... No timetable for that. No. I mean, it, it is self-evident that we have open hearings for the next week. I don't know if there are any beyond that. Then we're out for Thanksgiving. Doesn't mean depositions couldn't be taken during that time. And then when we come back... the by then, maybe a decision, or maybe they have more hearings. I mean, it, it, it's almost idle to be speculating on where these uh, depositions and these uh, hearings will take mm. us until we see, and the committee will determine that. And then I have six committees who have been working on all of this. and Yeah, six committees.
6: No intention of allowing- the
0: financial one just is gonna get slammed in the face with the door, because even though I have to sit here and tell all of you, oh, I was wrong about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, I'm telling you, I was right about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, because you're gonna see how the Supreme Court is gonna roll over and block it. They're gonna block it. I said it. Because I said, they're either gonna to have to turn up RBG, or they're gonna say, nope, we're not gonna allow them to subpoena his tax records, even though all the other judges said, we're going to say no, because he's going to demand that he sees a roof. <laughs> allowing another government shutdown. Agreed.
4: We are, we're all in agreement Are you agreement confident you that. can
6: avoid one?
4: Well, let us hope. Left to their own devices, uh, the appropriators can avoid that. And I'm an appropriator. I'm from the culture of the Appropriations Committee and the Intelligence Committee. In those days, it was much more uh, bipartisan. But I still believe that-
0: You mean, back then, it was only one party, the party. Something that the
4: president can have, people say, why would you give him a victory? Well, it's not a victory for him, it's a victory for the American people, an American worker, if we can do it right. So
6: there are about 31 Democrats in districts that President Trump won in 2016, Mm -hmm.
4: and they're going to have to make a tough decision
6: when impeachment comes up for a
3: vote.
4: But well, we've never asked anybody to be for the inquiry or be against the inquiry or be
0: for impeachment. Every- hmm, that's odd. So I'm going to stop that right there. That's really odd because um they totally are. They've been surveying. They've been surveying to see who's going to vote for what. And, you know, that's pretty odd. So here's what you need to know about this week. It's going to move pretty quick. We should have today, um, or latest tomorrow, I'm expecting it today that the Supreme Court's going to come. This is what I would do if I was Chief Justice Roberts, who's in really hot water, right? I would totally be like, nope, House, you can't have his taxes because I want to hide Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So I'm expecting a decision on that. Now, here's the way it's going to go. Tori says with her machine that that's how it's going to happen because he walked right into the trap with the tax returns, Right. And that's because they wiretap a lot of things so you could just plant some necessary disinformation. Now, the way the reality should work, because they can't stop what's coming, they could they could delay it, like drag their heels, but they can't stop it, is that uh, Chief Justice Roberts is going to be like, nope, you guys can't have his tax returns, period. Because then that would mean that we'd have to fess up that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, has been gone. Or alternate reality is that they let it go forward and delay the case hearing so that way they can delay uh, the appearance of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and then drag it, drag it, drag it. But I'm telling you with confidence of 92% the way it is they're going to block it. So now the financial and banking services committee at the house gets shut down. You know, those committees Nancy was talking about. So there goes that. So they're looking at everything else. So it's sitting in the intelligence community. So that way they can hide what they're doing. But the banking finance, you know, uh, that committee's dead. It's done, right? In page 45, it's not working. So that's what you need to uh, wait for. Now, we also have the um, charges being announced for the jail guards of Epstein. Uh, the judge that is actually assigned with Epstein's case will be releasing and unsealing Epstein. Gosh, we need this so bad. Um, arrests will be coming down the pipeline. Schiff is going to be one of the first. And you know what sucks? They're going to be like, well, Schiff was like the one that did this. Guys, we just need to do the pedophile thing. Like, don't even talk about the crimes of him leaking yet. Just do the whole pedophile thing. We've got tons on him with that. Let's 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 focus on that. Because that's something even the left can't excuse. Let's not go with, oh, he committed this crime. He leaked. He wiretapped. We'll get to that later. See, first we get him on pedophile charges. And once he's arrested on that, then we smack him with treason. Then, you know, Mo that was kept open for her will be filling up with her friends so they can throw her a welcome. <laughs> uh, welcome to your new police party when she gets there. On that note, I want to wish you guys a fabulous evening. God bless from all of us here at Red State Talk Radio. And don't forget to tune in tomorrow. Same time, same place, 12 to 2, only on Red State Talk Radio. God bless.